Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Be sure to add love you mean it in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Hi, everybody. It's Erin. And Meg. And welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. This week, we had an amazing guest on, Natalie Barbu. She's first and foremost a YouTuber. She also has a podcast. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It's called The Real Real. She also has her own agency called Barbu Agency. It basically connects brands to influencers is how I would explain it. But yeah, this episode actually turned out really good. We kind of talked about it in the recording, but back in August, we actually had already recorded an episode with Natalie. That was when we had first started doing interviews and I don't know what happened. I think it was the connection slash my computer, but we lost all the footage and I was felt so bad, but thankfully Natalie was nice enough to be able to re-record the episode with us and all three of us agreed that this episode is better anyway. Yeah, so you guys are hearing the better of the two. Mm-hmm. That was just such a weird incident. Like we, It just didn't save and we were like, oh my god, like we feel so bad and then if you guys like keep up with her YouTube channel, we interviewed her like a couple days before she announced that she was moving out of New York and like back to North Carolina. So she was like getting settled and like doing all this stuff. So like we weren't able to do it for a couple months, but obviously we did it and it went great. Yeah, I'm really just glad with how it turned out at this point that we're recording this intro i haven't edited it yet but we've recorded the episode what three days ago at this point Mm -hmm. and it was i just felt so good after i literally felt like such a baddie and such like a boss babe ew please don't say that um i've literally been uploading like basically every single day on my youtube channel so if you guys didn't know i have a youtube channel kind of a psa before we get into the housekeeping follow my youtube channel subscribe i guess is the correct word it's just aaron sullivan i could probably add a link to the link in our bio to Aaron's YouTube channel if that would be helpful because I don't really like to search for things I just like when I can tap a link and it's there okay yeah this episode just went really well and I hope that this is some great motivation for your Monday morning yeah so just a little bit of housekeeping check out the merch it's a great Christmas present for anybody it literally just says love you mean it so even if they don't like our podcast like you're literally just expressing your feelings okay good point you don't even have to do it for the podcast it could just be like you know Spreading the love. Love you. Yeah. And then follow the Instagram at Loving Media Podcast. We I feel like now is just the time to follow it in general because when they're listening to this, Thursday is Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so like that Friday, I mean, we don't really know at this point in time, but I'm sure there's going to be like a, some kind of discount on Redbubble. Yeah, And for so sure. Instagram is where Meg will be able to like tell you guys all yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm sure Redbubble will have like a Black Friday sale. So yeah, I'll for sure like let you guys know about that. Yeah, and Meg has been killing it on the Instagram. She did some super great graphics about anxiety and depression because... I loved our last week's episode and I don't know just the graphics that you've been doing have been really great especially the week can we just take a moment to appreciate the new episode graphics Meg has been doing the past few weeks well I only did it once but I know but I've already seen the the one for Natalie yeah it looks just looks so good yeah I think I like it a lot better it's more fun yeah 
it's more quirky yeah but also if you guys didn't know we have a link in the show notes of every single episode where you can support the podcast we by no means expect anybody to be supporting us but if you wanted to help us monetarily that would be a great way to do it i guess without further ado we'll get into everybody's favorite segment i don't know if you want to explain it so this is the love you mean it podcast and every week we want to talk about what we're loving but we also talk about what we're hating because no toxic positivity on this shit so what i'm hating this week is how we're not in lockdown i just think it's just really fucking mishandled this whole pandemic yeah i'm just astounded looking at the numbers every single day they're significantly higher than they were in april and march when it was peaked and everything's still open uh restaurants and bars are still open people are going in and sitting down at least in connecticut they are like i know some neighboring states like massachusetts like you can't do indoor seating but i know like new york and new jersey and stuff like you can still go inside and i'm just honestly shocked like anyone that's going out to eat right now what the fuck are you doing literally what the fuck are you doing like i just don't understand like if you're going shopping, like, I guess that's fine. But, like, going out to eat, I'm like, you could literally just get takeout and go home. Yeah, like, we got Chinese food for takeout for, like, dinner tonight. And, like, it's a small business near us. And so, it's just very weird. Like, even, obviously, you guys know Meg and I work at the same coffee shop. And I had work today. And it was definitely a beautiful day today. And so, not many people... I think like one person asked to sit inside. He was like, oh, you're not doing indoor seating. And I was like, well, we'd like to strongly encourage you to sit outside, especially today because it's, what was it, like Mm -hmm. 65? It was ridiculous. And he was like, oh, are you guys rolling back to phase one? And I was like, no, but we should be. Yeah. Bitch, we might be. I just don't know what you're thinking. Like, I was thinking today, like when I was grabbing my keys and going outside today to like go to work this morning, I hadn't left the house since tuesday night when i worked yeah like wednesday thursday friday i went out on our balcony to call my mom Mm -hmm. on thursday afternoon and that's it and i was like damn that's how it should be like obviously we can't force everybody to do things and obviously we're in the situation where we have to leave the like apartment to work but i think that if you have to leave the apartment or your dwelling to go to work that you should be like respecting other people and then staying home when you can yeah because it's not just about you it's like also who lives with you so if you have roommates it's also your co-workers and just like the general public like if you're going out to grocery stores and doing your shopping there like you're exposing everyone that's there i don't know i think i've just seeing like who's selfish and who's not yeah and i just think this experience is very awakening and that's all i have to say on that but what i'm hating this week is my acne i'm sure everybody can relate to like the whole mask knee thing i don't even know if mine is like maybe i should give myself a break because i just ended my period today yeah when my period comes i'm literally a mess like my acne gets really bad and so i really cleared my i mean i really did like a really great like skincare routine in the shower tonight literally meg went to go pick up chinese food and i was like i have 15 minutes i did an exfoliating scrub i washed my face i've always struggled with acne and i feel like in the past year and a half or so like i've really gotten under control like like i said i mean i vlog on youtube and i've watched like old videos and i just like look like my acne is just so bad and i can tell how stressed i am i feel like i've gotten under control but now it's kind of getting bad again so it's kind of just like a wake-up call for me to like get it together I mean, I don't know if you can, like, tell your skin to do that. Okay, but but. it's, like, why is it so bad? Like, I don't even wear makeup. I don't know. I think it's just, like, finding the right products and, like, stuff that, like, interact well together. I feel like my... Well, I just started this new skincare routine of the Cetaphil and the Neutrogena face wash, and I feel like it's working. Like, I just started it, like, 
two days ago so hoping for the best i just can't use neutrogena products because they no, make I, me I mean, like I get break that. out but yeah i really recommend cerave yeah i also have like this did i say cetaphil i think yeah. i meant cerave i have this really good product and i think it's been working it's like their cerave retinol resurfacing thing okay and you put retinol it on your face so good for you. and i usually put it on at night and then like if you're using like a retinol product you're really supposed to use sunscreen. So like I got a CeraVe moisturizer with SPF 30 in it and I've been wearing that every day and I think it really works. So I highly recommend their products. Um, I love that. They're literally formulated with dermatologists. Like, so, I don't know. I They're like the best products I've used yeah. and they're so affordable. So I recommend them a lot. But. Mm-hmm. but what are you loving this week? What I'm loving this week is something simple. It's the comfy a simple pleasure i don't know if you guys have heard of this before it's been on like shark tank before and i feel like so many people have like seen them but also i know a lot of people that haven't seen them i feel like it's a genius concept but it's basically like a snuggie but revamped so it's a giant sweatshirt and it comes it literally comes down to like almost my knees and it's completely sherpa lined on the inside and then on the outside it's micro plush and it has like a pocket too for like your phone. It also has a hood. And if you guys have ever hung out with me before, you know that when I'm lounging in my house, sometimes oh my I like to put my hood up. Not even sometimes. It's like that's when you know that Meg is like peak comfortable. It's like she will literally put her hood up and like pull the strings like yeah. as tight as possible. It was mostly, I think it mostly started like when uh, like Meg would sit in front of the AC unit in our living room because mm-hmm. like you're so cold, but now she just does it all the time. Yeah, if I'm cold, that's usually what I do, and it literally just makes me feel like a burrito, and I just love you it. You just look so cute. So yeah, I highly recommend a comfy. I told my mom about it, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get because like every year my whole family does like Christmas pajamas, and so she's gonna get one for all of us." And she even was like, your dad. Yeah, my, oh my god, my dad is like the king of Sherpa. Like, if his name wasn't Kevin, his name would be Sherpa. Kevin Sherpa Hickey. No, just Sherpa Hickey. <laughs> he literally loves... Oh, I'm just called Sherp my God. for short. Sherps. He literally... Sherbert Hickey. Sherbert. He literally loves Sherpa. Like, I have so never met cute. someone that loves it more than him. So, I am so lit for him to have this because he's never going to change out of it. Oh, I'm so happy. He'll be, like, on Zoom wearing it You on guys have to calls. send, like, a picture. Yeah. When you guys, be- like, get them. Oh, my God. That's so cute. What are you loving, Erin? What I'm loving this week is Christmas decorations. Obviously, I'm the biggest proponent for, like, bitch, it's not Thanksgiving. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But we're really going through a lot in 2020, and so I don't really feel like it's anybody's business to judge me on whether or not I'm putting up Christmas decorations. Meg also got, I think we talked about it last week, but Meg has these stuffed animals called Squishmallows, and she got one of a baby Christmas tree. Maybe we'll, she's literally sitting next to us right now. Maybe we'll post a picture to, like, the Instagram or something, like, the story. Her name is Carol. Like Christmas Carol. It's like Carol. Christmas Carol, you guys. And she's, like, a baby stuffed christmas tree oh my god and she's like maybe six inches i was gonna say six inches yeah. wow okay she's like six inches she has a little gold star on top she's perfect and then we also have like a reindeer not like a reindeer like a, just a deer in general i guess and she's a reindeer i think she's a reindeer in my eyes but we hung up our christmas tree we pulled out our snowflake table runner we pulled out all our mini trees our christmas tree scented candles and it's just gonna be a great season yeah and i made these like i don't even know what you would call them like pinwheels i Mm -hmm. guess i might post them on the story no like you guys might is not a word in your vocabulary you need to post these i literally spent like i had a day off and i had like a 
a book of just like sheet music. I just was like folding it like a like an accordion fan. Mm -hmm. You remember when you were a kid and you used to make like paper fans? Yeah. And you would like fold them. Oh yeah. So it's basically just making a shit ton of those until they turn into a circle. So that's basically what I did. And it's just all made with sheet music. And I'm just going to like hang them from like an archway in our house. And I'm really excited to see what they look like. It took literally like three hours for me to do them. But I was literally just watching the Chronicles of Narnia. So whatever the runtime is for the Chronicles of Narnia. That's how long. That's how long it took me. Yeah. No, because like we went to this like vintage shop and we saw them. And they were just so cute. And they were so cute. And it's like $4, which I don't really think is that expensive. But it's, like, we already had the sheet music. Well, obviously, you want, like, more than one. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I probably would want, like, three. Yeah. And, like, I would have had to pay $12. And it and adds I was up. Like, That's not it. When I could literally just make it myself. Mm-hmm. So. And it was just, like, an activity. Yeah. Because, like... Yeah, I was just sitting there. It was nice. I don't know. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you guys enjoyed this intro, getting to hear us chat, kind of like a little bit of a future plans talk. We're going to be coming out with a holiday gift guide episode. We did one last year, and you guys really liked it. Not next week, but the week after. I just realized it's our anniversary. Yeah, it's our one-year anniversary, guys. One year of Love You Mean It. Hi. When we literally just had the crazy idea to just sit down and record a podcast. I remember we literally sat in my room and we recorded it and we were like, oh yeah, we're going to release it in like two months. And then the next day we were like, let's just upload it right now. And I was like, fuck it. Let's just do it. Aww. Like, you know. We- and now here we are. Yep. So our anniversary is December 2nd. And I think that's like a Wednesday or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll upload an episode like then. Yeah. Celebrate the whole damn thing. Definitely going to have to get a cake of some sort, you know? Oh yeah. 100%. But like I said, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope it gives you some motivation. Don't forget to check out all of Natalie's links as well as our own in the show notes down below. And we'll be right back with Natalie. Another way to get help is through BetterHelp. We are being sponsored by BetterHelp, but they are such a great resource. Everything is done securely online, so you don't have to leave your house. And for those of us with social anxiety, especially during this pandemic. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to, you literally can just stay home. But it's so important right now to just like be mindful of your mental health, not just your physical health. I know there's a pandemic going on and that threat is very real to your physical health, but it's also taking a great toll on your mental health. So right now I'm only seeing a psychiatrist and I'm looking for a psychologist and BetterHelp is here to help. They can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it's not a crisis hotline. It's not self-help. It's just professional counseling done online. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can also schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Like Meg said, this is just so ideal for right now, especially with like not wanting to go in person, you know? Especially for those of you that have social anxiety oh my too, god this is perfect you don't have to leave your house yeah you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy which i love BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed i've literally had friends that haven't had those prime therapist matches and have changed and it, it, that should be really normalized yeah there's no shame in just going to a therapy appointment or having one online and just being like yeah i didn't really mesh well th- with this person that's completely normal you need to be able to relate to your therapist and have an understanding with them in order to get better yeah and better help makes it so easy it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available better help wants you to start living a happier life today Visit betterhelp.com slash love you mean it. That's better H E L P 
BetterHelp and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And we have a special offer for our listeners, for our Love You Mean It listeners. You can get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash loveyoumeanit. Hi, everybody. We're back with Natalie, and she's just going to tell us a little bit about herself. Hi, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. So I'm Natalie. I am a YouTuber, podcaster. I also own my own agency that helps brands connect to their own audience through social media. And I pretty much have been on YouTube for like 10 years now. So it's been a quite some time. I feel like I'm like a grandma on YouTube. But <laughs> yeah, I've been on for a while and I moved to New York City, then I moved back home. And so it's just been this year has definitely been crazy for everyone. But that's kind of what I do. I focus on like lifestyle content. And on my podcast, I interview people and I like kind of showing my life and like showing my like small business journey, creating my agency. So that's like the type of content that I make. Yeah, we were just talking before we got on the call that we've been loving the new like house content and like yeah. getting into that. It's been like so cool. We were just talking about how like we know nothing about it. So it's been cool getting to see you like going through that. Oh my gosh, thank you. Wait, I'm so excited to like film more. But I filmed one video today about it too. So I'm, I'm like, I'm going to become like a house channel now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, it'll be like Fixer Upper 2.0. Like, That's what I, I was like, Joanna that- Gaines. Like, <laughs> I saw the picture on your Instagram and I was like, oh my God, that house is so cute. Like you could do so much with it. Yeah. And like, I'm just so excited to see like what changes you make and stuff. You have to do like before and afters. That would be so cool. Oh yeah. I honestly (laughs) might even hire like a videographer to do it because it's going to be like a total flip. So I feel like I want to make it like HGTV kind of. So like that would be so iconic before and after. Yeah, Yeah, that's so smart. That'd be cool on TikTok too. I feel like that would translate really well. Oh yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm doing it. So I guess we'll just get into it. How did your career in social media start out? So I started when I was 15 and it really was just, I was bored one day and I decided to (laughs) sit down and film a video, like nothing to it. I did not think it would be a job. I didn't think it could, I could be where I am today. I didn't even know you could get paid off of it. So my social media career, I guess, started not on accident, but very just like out of the blue. And so I started that when I was 15 and I kept doing it just because I really loved having people respond to my content and at that time that was unheard of because the only social media we had was Facebook so it was like just your friends you know it wasn't random people so no no other platform you could like follow random people because Instagram Mm -hmm. I don't think was a thing yet Instagram was a thing like a year or two into my YouTube career so I was just like obsessed with it and so I started filming a lot of content and I kind of drifted in high school I wasn't consistent or anything like I filmed a lot in the beginning and then I like kind of stopped and then Mm -hmm. I started it back up in college and then once I got to college I was pretty consistent and wanted to make it more of a business because I realized you could so that's when I got the most serious and I was like okay I need to upload every week I need to be like thinking about my content not just uploading random content and so that's kind of when my career on social media became more strategic and became more of a career, if you will. Like I actually started treating it like one. And that was probably in, I would say like my second year of college, I would say. I don't know. I've always loved your videos too that were about like how to make your YouTube channel more successful. Like I watched the one that you just uploaded like the other day about it. I just always thought it was so cool that you always brought that part to YouTube. So like what really kind of didn't like inspired you to make it like your full-time job and to like become a YouTuber, I guess. Thanks. Yeah. I think for me, I just, the hardest part about being a YouTuber, I feel like is 
going with it when you're not seeing the results, you know, like going Mm -hmm. with it when you're not getting paid, going with it when you're not gaining a lot of subscribers, getting views. That's obviously the hardest part, but I really like am proud that I stuck through those periods because they were, those were long periods, you know, it was a long time of that, a long time of not getting paid and of not really growing. But I think that I do that now because I, I wish that I had this advice when I was younger, you know, like I, I'm kind of giving the advice that I'm like, what questions did I have? Like, what, what did, what do I wish I knew? So I feel like that's why I've incorporated that type of content into my channel. And I decided I wanted to be a full-time YouTuber once I was like financially able to, it wasn't ever something I was like, I want to be a YouTuber. It was just (laughs) kind of like happened. And I started realizing, wait, this is actually kind of like, this is actually a real job. And like, I could do this full time and it could give me freedom to do other things as well because I always wanted to own my own business one day and YouTube is a business, but I always wanted to own something separate from it. So I, once I was financially stable with just doing YouTube full time, and once it got to a point where I was very overwhelmed with like working a full time job and doing YouTube, that's when I decided to quit and do it full time. Isn't it crazy now that like kids are going to be like, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow I was up just gonna like, say that. or like, I want to be an influencer. Like, that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I know. I feel like it's our version of like, I want to be an actress because that's always yeah. what I wanted to do when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be an actress because that's what I watched. So I guess or like it's a like, singer or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they're watching YouTube. So it's like, I want to be a YouTuber, but it's crazy because it's like so accessible. Like anyone yeah. can do it. Right. You know? like, I want to be a beauty guru. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. What was the turning point for you when you knew that your YouTube channel would be successful? Um, I don't know if there was a turning point. I feel like it was more of just like a gradual climb mm-hmm. where it slowly but surely happened rather than just like a, a takeoff, you know? So I feel like it was just at the point where once I graduated and once I started making more money on YouTube, because I didn't start making a lot of money really until I graduated college. Like it was like, a long time of not really making a substantial income. So I think once I started getting like bigger brand deals and more consistent brand deals and my AdSense started going up slowly, you know, it was all very gradual. And like, once I started like making as much as I was making at my job, I was like, okay, this is, this is like crazy, you know? So I think (laughs) that's when I realized it, not, it was never like a, a turning point really. Like I can't even imagine like all these TikTokers and stuff. Like they just randomly blow up overnight and they just have like all their lives completely changed. And I'm like, yeah. I would much rather like do what happened to you. Just like have it be like a steady growth and you like really see the fruits of your labor, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like that's what I always admired as like a viewer too, because I'm gonna sound a little stalkerish, but like I've watched you since you were in college. And so like I always thought it was cool that it was that like slow just like always like going up because it was cool to like get along with that too and like new people would come in and like I don't know just just, like get to enjoy Mm -hmm. your content and stuff so always thought it was cool yeah Um, and I like that better too because I feel like now I have more of a connection with my viewers like exactly you know I feel like they know me and I know them very well and I recognize names and I you know like I think that that to me is more special and it's it's just honestly more enjoyable I feel like whenever you blow up the amount of hate you get is oh, insane. Yeah. The amount of random people that are all of a sudden caring about your life. It's like, that to me is so not something I ever dream about. Like, I'm so glad I'm not ever on that level. Yeah. So I I mean, I like that I've kind of like grown with people rather than just like blew up all of a sudden. I've always loved too that like on your channel, you talk about like having goals and stuff and writing them down. What 
it's like if you feel comfortable sharing them like what kind of goals do you have for your like your YouTube channel in the next year yeah so this year I definitely focused way 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 more on my agency than my YouTube Mm -hmm. I've most of my work is on my agency like if if we're counting hours of the day I probably spend like maybe eight hours a week on YouTube and then like the rest literally like 40 plus on the agency. Like I really wow. have spent so much more on agent on my agency, which is funny because it's definitely not making me really much money right now. So it's like, it's making me some money, but it's definitely not like as much as my YouTube channel does. So it's kind of ironic that that happens, but now I'm like, okay, I need to really focus on my YouTube as well because it's like, it's like my first love, you know, it's like my first like social media love that I'm like, we need to focus on you more. So I'm being way more strategic with it this coming year. So my goals are, I mean, I hope to hit 300K in the next few weeks or months, you know, I'm at like 285 or something like that. So hopefully in the next few weeks I can hit that. And then I hope to just continue to do like a slow climb, you know, like I, I don't want to like plateau or like drop. So I feel like right now I've kind of plateaued. So I'm like hoping to climb again. So coming up with newer content, that's not just vlogging just to vlog. Like I want to always be purposeful with my content and I always want to provide value with my content. Mm -hmm. So I have some like subscriber goals. Like I don't have a whole year's goal, but maybe, I mean, it'd be cool to hit like 400 K by 2021, you know, by the end of 2021 or like getting a certain amount on AdSense by the year, you know, but really I'm just taking it month by month and like hoping it's like a slow and steady growth like continuously and just being more strategic and like actually providing value rather than just, I feel like this year I just kind of vlogged for the sake of vlogging, which I don't really like. Like I've really enjoyed the videos that you've been doing about like kind of like behind the scenes of Margot agency. It's kind of like similar to, I don't know if you watch Margot Lee and like she does her vlogs about like behind the scenes of like home from college. It's like really cool getting to see like just like every step of the way, like but like behind the mm-hmm. company and getting to see it grow and then like the revamp and stuff. So I don't know. I kind of like that content, but yeah, yeah. And I also, I love like the finance videos that you do. Like, I think they're so interesting. And I think like, if you did one, like all about like, like basically like once you're done with everything, like once you're done flipping the house, just be like, this is how much I spent like doing this, this and that. And just like breaking everything down. Or like, obviously you don't have to be like that comfortable sharing every expense or whatever, but I just think that would be really helpful because people like us, like in the next couple of years, like we want to buy houses and stuff, but like, we have no idea like what we're doing. So I don't know. Yeah, I definitely will. I'm, yeah. I'm very, I'm pretty like transparent about money. You know, yeah. like I don't really care that much. I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I can't share. That's a little sensitive. Like I'm not going to share everything. Yeah. But like like I'm not asking for your tax return. Yeah. But like- <laughs> <laughs> well, but like more so for like housing stuff. Like yeah. I don't care if I share that. Like that's fine with me, especially at the end, like showing the cost versus like if I sell it, like how much I yeah. Yeah. I think that could be really cool. But yeah, so I, I'm hoping to be more like intentional with my videos, which I, I have been with like behind the scenes and that type of stuff. Like I like doing that and like the house stuff like I know that brings value but like a random weekend where I'm just hanging out with my friends I'm like I don't need to vlog that I mean maybe some people care but it's also like meh. you know like I, I want to be more like intentional where people can find me and actually find value like in all of my content I love that yeah that's a really good goal to have and I like I love the idea of like b- being more intentional because I feel like everybody could really like use to do that 
Yeah, I feel like so many people now like just vlog their days, like a day in my life. I'm like, okay, that's cool, but like how many of those do I have to watch? Like <laughs> Right. That's yeah. the thing. I'm like, I don't want to be too repetitive. And I feel like my working ones can be repetitive, but it's like you see the growth. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. kind of like you were talking about like the home from college. Like I love her vlogs with that. Mm-hmm. Like I love seeing the behind the scenes because that's mm-hmm. so interesting to me. But it's like eventually it grows or like something changes or you know, so I think that that's cool with it rather mm-hmm. than just like here's another day. I'm like, you know, yeah. Well, I yeah, have, like, I think purpose. you just have to be like mindful of like what's different. So maybe you could do it like every couple of months or something and just be right. like, oh, this is like, what's new. Uh, yeah. Right. Cause I, I get what you're saying though, about it being repetitive. Yeah. But what advice do you have for someone looking to start a YouTube channel? So I guess the first thing is just be consistent kind of even in those low moments, like even when you're not growing, like continue to be consistent, but also creating content that people want to see in the sense of what does or what do you like seeing and what do you wish was out there? Because chances are, if you wish something was on YouTube, other people do too. No one's just doing it. So you can make that content or don't be afraid to be very specific with what you have that's unique. So like if you go to, I don't know, like, like UCLA or something like, and you want to do college vlogs, don't just say college vlogs, say like college vlog at UCLA, even be more specific as a, I don't know, business major, you know, like whatever sets you apart, because right now there are so many people doing things like that, that you have to find a something that people can relate to for you. So what can people relate to? Is it the fact that you go to that school, the fact that you are that major, or is the fact that you work that job or, you know, how old you are, you know, things like that people want to, people just want to find someone to relate to on the internet. So that's one way to do it. And then also never forget to like provide value in everything that you create. Cause like you said, how many days in my life can you watch? You know, it's like, you have to be actually like, why are your viewers continuously coming back? And I think vlogging, even when you're just starting out is fine. I know people are like, oh, you can't vlog in the beginning. I think it's fine. You just have to find what sets you apart or makes you relatable, I should say. But then also like providing that value because I mean, yeah, maybe people are curious of one day in your life, but like they're not going to sit around and watch 30 of those. You have to be like actually giving them something to come back to. I can just like listen to you talk about like all this stuff forever. I just think it's so interesting. Thank you. We kind of wanted to pivot to your podcast because we love it. I love the episode with Kelly Stamps that you did a few weeks ago. That one is really good. Also love the new, the new logo, the new cover. Yeah. The podcast cover looks so good. I love that. Like that shoot you did. You look so good. But yeah, I don't know. You guys are hyping me up. (laughs) (laughs) But like, how did you start your podcast and like kind of go about it? Kind of if anyone's listening and like wants to start one of their own. Yeah. So for me, I started my podcast because I loved listening to podcasts, but I kind of wished that there was more, again, like kind of relatable podcasts to listen to, something that I could see myself in, you know, like I could see myself in the interviewer's shoes or the person being interviewed shoes. So I was listening to a lot of podcasts with like super successful, like business owners and CEOs and people that have been working for like 10 years and multi-million dollar companies, which I still find very fascinating. And I love listening to those, but I also couldn't really relate to them as much. You know, it was kind of like, I mean, I hope to one day be like that, like, that'd be awesome. But I kind of want to hear about someone who's in the process of doing that, or even someone who is a little more relatable. Like, I feel like people are kind of, I I remember when I was on YouTube or when I was on YouTube, I'm still on YouTube. I remember (laughs) back on YouTube, I was doing uh, like how to choose a major series. And that was like how, like I had a bunch of my friends come on from different majors and that did really well. And I was like, what if I did that into a podcast where I had some friends come on in different jobs now that we're older and I could ask them like why they are, like why they 
chose that and like how it is and like the the reality behind it like the real real rather than like social media shows your highlight reel and so that's kind of how I thought of my podcast is to bring on more like relatability into the podcast interview world and then I I honestly just wanted it to be different than my YouTube channel also because I feel like it's a very popular thing for influencers to start podcasts now and I definitely also jumped on that bandwagon but I wanted it to be an ex- like I didn't want it to just be like an extension of my YouTube like I didn't want it to be the same thing as my YouTube if I talk about something in my life like I talk about that enough on YouTube that I don't need that on a podcast so I was like how do I make it different and that's when I thought of also like oh I can bring on people and it still makes sense because it's still like productivity and all of that stuff but like it's different than my YouTube like people don't like I, I'm not going to talk about my life on my podcast yeah I'll talk about other people's lives <laughs> yeah I mean like I listen I mean, like, no shade, but, like, I listen to some influencer podcasts, too, yeah. and it's, like, I literally just watch this, like. Yeah, I, yeah. I they yeah. probably have different audiences, but, like, I totally get what you're saying about, like, wanting it to be completely different. I, like, almost feel bad because it's, like, I saw, like, your Instagram post today, and you were, like, asking for podcast recommendations for, like, interviews, and I was, like, I literally wish I could just say you. But I was like, it's your own podcast. Yeah, that's embarrassing. So I was like, you can't no, whenever just- people ask that, I'm like, I love your podcast. Like, but you can't say that. So yeah. I just sometimes I just don't say anything. <laughs> that's so funny. Thanks, though. No, I like, I mean, I'm always looking for new guests and I, I want to find people that aren't necessarily just like social media famous mm-hmm. or anything. Because I think obviously that's helpful for growth when they promote you and all of that stuff. You know, that it can help your podcast grow. But I just want to give, I really like that I have a platform so I can kind of get let other people use my platform to like share mm-hmm. their stories because I think a lot of people deserve to have their stories shared and all, every story I think is really interesting like I had my friend who's a middle school teacher on my podcast yeah. and I think it's one of my like favorite yeah. episodes you know like it's middle school teaching is not glamorous it's not like oh my god she's so famous like it's but I I still found a lot of value in her podcast or in her episode and I'm like I think a lot of other people did too. I mean, even if she wasn't famous, you know, like, it's just what you were saying earlier about like, just like being more intentional with your content. Cause like, even with our podcast and stuff, like we try not to have like every person just be the same and only have like, Oh, like only have like social media people on. Like we had my mom on to talk about like miscarriages and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, we've done other episodes in the past. So I don't know. I think it just comes down to like being more intentional overall with it. Yeah. But I like that like mix of you know, like influencers, but also just like regular people because like we like to consume influencer content, but like it's not always the most relatable. Mm -hmm. So like to have like a normal person that's like not like doesn't have like a hundred thousand followers is sometimes nice too. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, you have a favorite one right now or Uh, like like top three, maybe. I love the skinny confidential. That's one of my favorites. I haven't listened to it that much lately, actually. I feel like the guests haven't been like people that I want to listen to as much. I know. I haven't really listened to it that much lately either. I more listened to it like before quarantine or yeah. like even before. Yeah. Me I too. Feel like it's kind of strange. I know, right? I feel like I kind of just like pick and choose. Like I'm like, oh, like I don't know if I like that topic or I don't know if I like that guest. Yeah. So like I'm not going to listen, but like, yeah. Yeah. I like, like that. I- yeah, so some of the ones I don't listen to. So hers, honestly, I haven't listened to as often, but I like theirs because I think that they're good interviewers. I love how I built this. That one is like my absolute favorite podcast. Um, and I read the book recently and like I read, totally recommend it. It's so good. And then I've been really loving also – what other ones? Oh yeah. Boss babe podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've listened to that one. It's all very – I just like like the entrepreneurial podcast. Yeah, yeah. no, like I get my that. favorite. Yeah. yeah. 
they're so inspiring I totally that's so understandable I know I need to listen to more of them because I feel like I almost like solely watch like entrepreneurial like am I okay entrepreneurial (laughs) like YouTube videos but I don't really listen to that many like podcasts you know yeah I know I feel like I need to listen to more motivational stuff because I listen to like a lot of political stuff and like it just gets me really depressed so like I have to stop doing that but now I I, I guess we can like breathe for like I don't don't know like a month or so but it's like I know we're We're listening to the daily oh Oh, Oh, my my god God. we love that one I like love Michael Bavaro he's like the dopest person ever I just love him his voice is so calming I love I I love when he'll when he randomly goes like hmm (laughs) (laughs) like his noises he makes like I I just love him I think he's iconic he's just so cute I know but I actually don't know what he looks like. I actually okay. Like, look up his picture because I was wondering that because like I always wonder if like people's faces match their voices. I think and he does. Yes and no. I was kind of like surprised, but like also not because like, I'm picturing he- like a semi bald man. That's like what no. I'm picturing. He has a ton of hair. He's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, like yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, like he looks right? pretty nerdy, but well, he went to Yale, Aww. so like I guess I don't know. I, I don't picture him as that. Like I, I really was picturing right? as like a a guy with like um a little maybe going bald soon, mm-hmm. like smaller, like <laughs> his little glasses. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I definitely and, um, did not picture him. He, I guess he broke up with his ex-partner and is now dating his producer. Oh. I was like, oh. Interesting. I, was like, I don't know if they still are, but I was like, okay. A little podcast world <laughs> tea for you guys. Like, okay, Michael. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but I mean, I guess we already kind of talked about like how much, how you spend more time on like barbecue agency. So like, do you have a favorite platform at the moment? I like YouTube a lot. I think YouTube has, I honestly have been, ever since I decided to be more intentional, I have been, I've liked my content a lot more. Mm -hmm. So I will say that I do enjoy my content now more. So I do think I like YouTube, even though it's funny because my YouTube this month has probably been like, this past few months, I would say, has been like the worst in terms of like my views and like growth, but I've like liked my content the best. So I'm like, (laughs) whatever but I I think YouTube is my favorite but I'm definitely hoping obviously that my agency like grows you know that's like definitely the one thing that I'm focusing on the most if that counts as a platform yeah no I I mean like I think that does yeah no definitely why did you switch from individual consulting to a patreon because I wanted to focus on agency stuff more and I wanted to focus with working with brands more Mm -hmm. I decided to like I was like okay how can I reach the most amount of people but not spend as much time as I was spending on -on one-on-one consultations so the way to do that was through the patreon which I could reach way more people and while yes it's not as personalized I do like two live streams a month I still like talk to people individually on there Mm -hmm. I try to provide resources because a lot of people I realized even on my one-on-one consultations they were asking the same questions and I was giving similar advice so I was like why I should just put this advice out there and then everyone can enjoy it on the Patreon and it's way more affordable. So now people that couldn't afford to spend a hundred dollars on an hour, you know, can spend $5 a month or $6 a month or $3 a month even because I have a Mm -hmm. tier for $3 a month and they can get like content from that. So I, I, that's why I wanted to make it more affordable, but still reach more people and like spend less time on it, obviously for like 
cost benefit, you know, like I didn't want to spend like all this time on one-on-ones when I wanted to focus more on brands. Yeah. That must be so redundant. Just having everyone, I mean, cause it's like not their fault, but just having everybody like ask the same question and it's like, you so much, it's so much more time efficient. I feel like to yeah. just get yeah. it all out. It's just like not this for lack of a better term. You're just like dumping everything out <laughs> and you're like, okay guys, like here it is. Like, yeah. And then you're just kind of like, all right, washing your hands of it. But yeah. <laughs> This is what I've been most excited to talk about is just like Barbu Agency as a whole. But how did you come up with the idea for Barbu Agency? Because it's so interesting. Thank you. So I always wanted to work with brands, but I did want to work with individuals first because I was like, I know a lot of people are having questions about this. A lot of people are asking me how to start a YouTube channel, how to grow, how to make it a business. So I was like, let me first work with individuals. And I felt like that was like, not an easy step, but I was like, I feel like it's a good step. Like it's a good stepping stone before I just like dive in to like start this agency. So that's why I started working with individuals first, but my goal was always to then work with brands and help them with their marketing strategies. So I kind of started it because I realized that influencers do such a good job, I think, at connecting with their audience. Like they do an amazing job at connecting with their audience. And that's why influencer marketing is so successful because people trust influencers. And so they want to work with them. You know, it's like, oh, well, like, I trust this person. So I'm going to like buy the product that they recommend or whatever. So that's why influencer marketing works really well. But brands, I feel like have a disconnect with connecting with their audience where it's Mm -hmm. like, they don't know how to reach their desired audience that well. So in my mind, I think they should start thinking more like an influencer, you know? So that's kind of how I came up with it of like creating a social media agency where I help come up with like social media strategy for brands and every it's still personalized. So that's still similar to like my individual consultations where it's still personalized for every brand. Like some brands in order to connect to their desired audience might need influencer marketing. Some brands might need podcast tours. Some brands might need just like um, a content calendar created from us. So whatever you need, it's personalized to you, but it's kind of just a way to reach your desired audience and for a brand to reach their desired audience. So we are the ones that handle everything though. So if you need influencer marketing campaign, we're the ones that are going to do that for you. If you need a podcast store, we're the ones that are going to book you on podcasts, you know? So like, that's kind of how I came up with it. And that's like what it is. <laughs> I hope that answers that question. Fun fact, everyone, we actually did work with Natalie with Pothos Beauty. I don't oh know if God, you guys have listened. That episode was so fun. They were the nicest girls. And just like that entire experience, like we were so excited when you emailed us. And then it was just like so seamless. Like everything went perfectly. So good. I'm glad they are the nicest. Like I truly don't think I've met anyone nicer. We come up with like 20-ish questions like per Mm -hmm. interview. I think we talked about like five of them. And the episode was like two hours long. I was like, (laughs) we were just like going off. I was like, okay, we need to stop. Yeah, they're they're amazing. So yeah, that's like an example of kind of what I do. And I feel like that's actually helped them. I was on a call with them and they were saying that from getting on podcasts, on multiple podcasts, kind of all at once also, they actually are now having a meeting with, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, so I'm not going to say the actual name of the company, but they're having a meeting with a really big media company because they were on podcasts. Oh my God. So I'm like, wow, it works. Like, I, I mean, I knew it worked, but you know, like seeing that validation of like, wow, those those podcasts like got you this meeting with this really big media company. I'm like, that's awesome. So thank you guys also for being a part of it. No, but it was just like so fascinating, like getting the email and then also like seeing them get to be on like other podcasts Mm -hmm. like too and kind of like seeing like the strategy almost. It was just like so cool. 
getting to see kind of like the behind the scenes and I'm glad that they're like doing well because they're like we said like the nicest people and I just want to see like good things from them because I think they have really good intentions so me too yeah yeah no they're gonna kill it they're gonna like change the beauty industry congratulations (laughs) yeah congratulations to you too you're you're a huge part of it so I mean I don't know and now we're like we like interact with them on like Instagram we're like friends now so yeah it's such a good way to network also I know it really is so you have an assistant and an intern, right? Yeah. So yeah. my intern, I guess she started as an intern. Now she really is just like part of the team. We changed her like name to just like a coordinator, like account manager, you know, like, so she's just a part of the team now. But yeah, she was an intern at first. Yeah. And do you want to have like more people working with you in the future? I mean, I would love to. It's obviously, is it like cost efficient? You know, that's always just the question, but Honestly, to me, for me, the hardest part about managing a team is the actual like managing the team and like delegating. Like it's so hard for me to delegate and to tell people what to do. And that's something I need to get better at because I feel so, you know, like I'm so used to doing everything on my own, giving stuff up and telling people to do something when I know that I could do it. I'm like, well, I could do this. Like it's just so hard for me. So that's been the biggest struggle. So I want to take it slow. Like I want to go be like slow and steady with who I give stuff to, but I've become more comfortable now with delegating stuff and like letting people do things, which is good. That is like the most difficult part. Like we even talk about that. Like one day, I mean, we're like nowhere near that, but like one day in the future, if we had to like delegate to somebody else, I feel like I would have to like literally pry my hands off of it because it's like, cause we obviously do all of it ourselves. And so I can't even imagine having to like I don't know delegation is just so hard I feel like it's like when you're a mom which I'm not a mom but I'm imagining what it would be like to have like a baby and you're leaving it with a babysitter and you're like I don't know what's gonna happen that's so true literal child like (laughs) (laughs) no it's scary I can't even imagine yeah yeah that's definitely the hardest part for me is like being a boss you know like being an actual like boss of someone or like manager of someone yeah (laughs) boss babe no (laughs) it's like definitely the hardest part for me is like managing anyone else (laughs) yeah I feel like low-key starting something like barbu agency would be like a dream kind of for me in the future like what advice would you have for like me or like somebody else that would want to start like a business like that one day Yeah. I mean, I think the number one thing is just getting some experience in like whatever you want to start. So it doesn't have to be corporate. It could be like you doing this podcast, you know, is enough, Mm -hmm. like is experience. So for me, I didn't have traditional corporate experience in the agency standpoint, but I felt like I had enough social media experience that I knew what I was doing, you know, and I was credible. So I think that's definitely one step, but also then using your network because it's so hard to get clients and like for someone to trust you, especially being your first client, you know, people, anytime you have a call with a potential client, they're going to ask you, okay, can I see previous things that you've done? And like, you know, it's always so hard to be like, oh, you're the first one. (laughs) So that has always been like in the beginning, that was definitely the hardest part. So I used my network a lot. I used people that I knew in real life and I was like, or that I even did a video worth it interacted with you know and I was like hey are you looking for someone like this like I can help with this so I think using your network and like really not being afraid to reach out and pitch yourself is the number one thing because whenever you do start it it's gonna be crickets unless you are the one like doing outreach like you have to be do it like pitching and advocating for yourself because no one like it's people aren't gonna flock to you you know like you yeah. have to advocate for you good no advice. that's that's such a good point I feel like to anyone that's like entering the workforce too, just like in any career just sell yourself Mm -hmm. you know like you have to be able to 
to mm-hmm. talk and like just you know right. sell your work and just show that you're capable of doing the job well yeah I mean like it's so easy to have like imposter syndrome oh yeah and to like think that you're like literally who the hell am I <laughs> but you have to sell yourself like yeah that. exactly so now it's time to talk about everybody's favorite thing to talk about in 2020 how has the pandemic affected your business <laughs> honestly I would say I am extremely grateful that it did not affect me that much monetarily like that to me I'm very 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 grateful for and I like don't take that lightly because I see how many people have been laid off so it really hasn't affected that much but I would say that it's put things more into perspective of what I want to create what I want to do and it's also put things in perspective seeing the way things can change so quickly in the sense of saving money so like me moving back home like here in North Carolina versus staying in New York I was like, obviously I would have rather stayed in New York, you know, like I love New York city, but I was just like, financially, is it smart for me to sign a one-year lease when things can literally turn so quickly? Like, yeah, this time I wasn't that monetarily effective, but like, what if wave two happens and people don't are really do pull out of marketing budgets, you know, then yeah. what? So like, I think it just put things in perspective, like long-term for me of like, I just need to be living simpler and not you know like things can change so I need to be secure and like whatever I'm doing and then also it just I feel like during the pandemic people have been really mean online like I know that's like people just like people have been really mean and I get it people are going through a lot but it kind of made me realize like I really 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 want to get like my agency like up and running you know and like having it be my main source of income because I don't want to rely on other people opinions anymore like not that I ever want to stop doing YouTube but the fact that it's like my main income I'm like I really just want to like have my agency be my main income and do YouTube as like my love for it and like again because like it is like my baby you know I never want to give it up I think it just that also was put in into perspective for me Mm -hmm. so nothing like drastic but a lot of things just like my thought process has changed a lot with it I totally get what you're saying about like people being mean on the internet. I mean, we haven't had anything thankfully, but it's like, I've seen people like literally attack influencers and like literally anybody. And like, we've both been seeing like your content about like not spending as much time on social media. Like, does that have anything to do with like you not spending time on social media or has it just like overall, like you've just been noticing that like it hasn't been like as beneficial to you? Uh, I think both. I think it's just, I started realizing like I was too dependent on kind of social media, like, comments in general like if they were nice I was like oh my god like yay like people like me you know like that and then if they're mean I'm like oh my gosh like I'm a horrible person and like I just realized like my confidence needs to come from like me in real life like as a person rather than what people think about me like nice comments are great but I should not let them affect me. You know, even nice comments. I'm like, I don't want that to like change the way I view myself because I should be secure in who I am regardless if these comments are nice or mean. So taking time off social media has just helped me like rethink about that and like realize that, I don't know, just be confident, be more confident, honestly. It's like made me a way more confident person being off of it. Because if not, I felt like anything can change. You know, like, oh, a mean comment. Oh, you're sad. Nice comment. Oh, okay. You know, like that shouldn't happen. Like you should be happy with like who you are regardless of what anyone that doesn't know you on the internet thinks. So I think it's like one of those things where I just really needed to take a step back and be like, okay, whoa, like your priorities are out of line. Like you need to like focus on real life and on yourself more. And so that has helped a lot. And then also just 
honestly, I'm more productive when I'm not on social media all day. Like I don't need to be scrolling for 30 minutes in the morning on social media. Like I I was just like, I hated that whenever I would like wake up and check my phone instantly, like not checking my phone in the morning has been the biggest game changer ever. Like I highly, highly recommend like not checking your phone in the morning. Like it's just been so nice and it like makes you more productive. I need to do that because I say that all the time. I'm like, okay, let's go. No. Yeah. I do not scroll anymore. Like I don't check Instagram until at least two hours into my day. Like I don't look at it in the morning, like at all. Like it's like, yeah, (laughs) no, I used to though. Every morning I would wake up and like scroll and it's just like, I need need to to do that that, though. I need to do like a purge and just like, I don't know, take time off a little bit. Especially with like the pandemic and everything. My screen time is like literally six hours. But it's like, (laughs) but it's like your content about like not spending time on social media Mm -hmm. has made me feel like closer to you almost because it's like oh my god she's like a human being and like it affects her too negatively because it's like even like me like I have Instagram on my phone but like I have the notifications turned off Mm -hmm. so it's like I only like I mean I still definitely check it a lot but it's like at least somewhat less than like it was before so yeah I I guess like well because like I run the Instagram account for the podcast and I just like I've been seeing so many people like take time off it's sad but like it's also like you have to take that time for yourself like I personally just feel guilty like not doing something and I have to like break that Mm -hmm. I don't know well you could also batch it like make like make posts ahead of time Mm -hmm. because for me like social media is my job I can't just like stop posting on it like it's just like not maybe for a week or two, but I can't just like be like, oh, I'm done batching it. You know, I've been like filming ahead of time. I've been taking pictures ahead of time or just I take a picture and I just like upload it and I don't really look at it anymore. So I'll like look at it maybe like a few hours later, but I don't have like any notifications turned on for Instagram or like I have app limits and like screen time limits. Like it's that has helped so much, like setting actual limits because now my limit is an hour. And I remember when I first set it, I would hit it every single time. And I was like, I would hit it at like 3 p.m. I'm like, what? Like, how have it hasn't been already an hour? And now I'll like go to bed and I'll just like be scrolling for a while. And I'm like, I can't believe I haven't hit the limit yet. Like, that's awesome. Like, I haven't been on it all day. It gets easier as you continue to do it. And I think you just distract yourself with other stuff. Like, it's not like I'm like, no, now that I'm not on Instagram, I'm working until I go to sleep. Like, I watch Netflix for like three hours a night. Like, I'm like, still, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm so productive. <laughs> but it's just like that to me. Like, social media is just can be draining to me how they have like screen time on your laptop now Oof. and I'm like oh yeah like I'm not going on social media and then my screen time on my laptop is like five hours and I'm like okay bitch that's not even that's not any better it <laughs> doesn't even count see I don't count that because I'm like I'm working on my laptop so yeah, I'm like yeah. that's fine that's fine yeah I'm like me not always but <laughs> so in your mind like what are the pros and cons of working for yourself versus a nine to five the pros of working for yourself is definitely the freedom that you have. Like if you want to take a day off or if you want to like go on a vacation or, you know, working wherever you are, like that's literally the biggest pro. I, I think that pro trumps like everything. Like I think that to me is like what I value the most. As for the cons, I would say the instability. Like I'm, I feel like it's for me, I'm pretty stable right now. Like I pretty much know what I'm going to make every month, but it, the fact that I like it could go away. You know, it's not like I have a job that is paying me every single week steady mm-hmm. amount. So it's that, like, I guess, unpredictableness. Instead of instability, I'll say unpredictableness because it is very unpredictable. And then, of course, just, I mean, I guess it's not a self-employed con, but just 
having other people's opinions on your life like really does suck like I feel like it's like never enjoyable like work like having to take in all of those opinions all the time so that's more of a what I personally do but I personally love being self-employed because if you're good at time management and you can force yourself to be productive then you will do fine being self-employed so I guess a con would be if you enjoy being told what to do then that's like not going to work for you because you really have to be like self-reliant and self-efficient yeah Yeah, I feel like creative people just do better like working for themselves It's, it's hard some people just like have a hard time adjusting to like corporate life and like being told what to do and then once they are able to go like freelance or you know just like self-employed it's they're so much happier and you can like see it what does a typical day in your life look like now now that you're in North Carolina because last yeah. time we talked to you were still in New York okay oh, yeah. wait, let, let me give some context we previously recorded an episode with Natalie that was when was that Sub- what no, did you it was in August. It was August, in August when yeah. I moved August. September. Basically, my computer cropped out and we lost the entire call. So Natalie's nice enough to come back on. But I have never been more embarrassed afterwards. And you were like, oh, can we do it? Like at the end of the month, I'm moving. And I was like, oh, my God, girl, congrats. Because I was thinking you were moving to like an apartment that you showed in like, New York City or something. And then the next day you posted the video and you were like, oh, I'm moving out of New York City. And I was like, I feel so You're bad. You're like, I'm really sad about it. <laughs> like oh my god we were like congrats (laughs) no do not worry so funny no 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 you are all good (laughs) and then we like watched the vlog of like you like moving like you like saying goodbye to the apartment and everything and I was just like (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny I don't even remember that so like you're good like okay okay. but what was the question a typical day in my life Yeah. yeah So I've been trying now that the sun like is up earlier and it like gets light earlier, which is that's like the only nice part about it. But I've been waking up a little early. So I've been waking up around seven just to get my day started. And then I like working out like first thing in the morning. So I'll like put wash my face, brush my teeth, put on my workout clothes and then work out. And I have a Peloton. So I've been doing that lately or I'll just do like some Pilates just like at my house. Gyms are open here, but like I haven't gone to a gym since like March. So I've been just working out at home and then I'll make a coffee and then I'll sit down and I'll either like journal or like do some like quiet time and then I'll get to work hopefully by around like 9 a.m. to 9.30. And then I just literally sit at my computer all day long, (laughs) sit here for hours and hours and hours unless it's a day like today where I like had to film a bunch of videos. So I filmed a bunch of videos in the morning and then was on my computer in the afternoon. But every day is different in the terms of what I do, but I'm pretty much on my computer all day. I feel very guilty if I'm not, which I need to like kind of stop. Like I need to be okay with like not being online forever, but I do not leave my house. Like Mm -hmm. I don't remember the last time I actually left my house. Like it's been a few days. So I literally stay in my house all day long and I don't do much. So (laughs) I just, every day is the same. And then I watch Netflix. (laughs) You're you're living my dream. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll watch Netflix at night. I'm yeah. I just finished Gossip Girl and now I'm <gasps> watching New Girl. Oh, oh I love New Girl. I, yeah. Yeah, I like watched that like when like the pandemic like first started. That was like my go-to show. Gossip Girl is like my depression show. That's like when I'm like I feel like I'm losing control of my life and I need to watch something that I've watched 20 times. <laughs> well, like, you need, like, like the stability. I, yeah, I have like four shows and Gossip Girl is like one of them. Oh yeah, no, New Girl and Gossip Girl yeah. I've I've seen before. Like yeah. I'm just rewatching them. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm rewatching Grey's Anatomy right yeah, now. Yeah, there this you is go. Like That's probably like one. the 15th time. And I was like, I, I should probably stop. I still cry like at everything. Oh my God. 
no. Oh, Derek, I'm bawling every time. I refuse to watch that episode. I can't. I physically like I can't. I've seen it once. And that's that's the last time. It's I the can't. worst. Yeah. yeah. I heard that. I mean, spoiler alert. Have yeah. you, are you guys caught up? No, no but I no. but like I heard that he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not caught up either, but I saw yeah. on Instagram that he comes back. But, but I, I think like, it's what? like in a dream or yeah. something. Yeah. But I'm like, if Patrick Dempsey can act again, he why did you have to kill him off? Like, yeah. I just don't understand. But like, so I heard it was a dream, too. But then someone also said that it's going to be like he's going to like appear in future episodes. So I was like, is, is it, it an extended dream or is he coming back? Yeah, like is he it's just like probably like a Denny situation? Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he, like a ghost or something. Yeah. Like I was always hoping that like maybe the government was like hiding him this whole time and he didn't really like die. I'm like <gasps> plot twist because he worked for the government when he yeah. died. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. You're so smart. I've I've just always been kind of hoping. So I don't. know. I hope so. Wait, that would be great. So I, I was would- so excited, but. I don't really know. Yeah. Also a question we didn't have, but I've just been wondering. Um, I want to talk about your iMac. Like, do you recommend it? Yes. Yes. Okay. I love this desktop. I spend uh, all day here. Wh- it gives what me so size do you have? Uh, 27 inches, okay. I think it is. Mm-hmm. I have, like, the bigger one because – I want one so That's the one that we want. We each it's want great. Our own. Yeah. We want to get our own, like, a new apartment and have, like, an office and just, like, each have one. And yeah. like that I just want to iMac oh. so bad. Well, especially because like we literally do the podcast and then I edit like my, my own YouTube videos and then like I'm doing like a social media like well, I'm working for like a small PR agency too and I'm like a social media intern mm-hmm. right now. So like I'm doing that from home too. So I'm like it would be great. But it's great. I don't have the like five thousand dollar one or whatever, like the newest one. That's I not the one that. I have. That one's like wild. Yeah, that one's like if you're an editor, like if you're literally like doing movies or something like yeah. that's yeah. not for what we do. Like you're fine with like the level below that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like no, because I was looking at them like earlier this morning and I was like five thousand dollars. Me choking. Also, there's like an iMac Mini and it's like a hard drive. Oh, it, it I so feel much. like. But I mean, I don't, it probably is nice, but I feel like any random hard drive would probably. Yeah. And it's $600. Too. I was like, I'm not buying that. I was like, my hard drive's like a terabyte and it's like $30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think mine was like a hundred bucks and it's two terabytes or something yeah. like that. Like it's not that expensive. Yeah. Sorry. Pivoting back to like the actual content. I digress. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> other, other than the iMac. How are you liking North Carolina? Like, like, do you like being back? Do you miss New York City? I honestly have been pleasantly surprised. I really like being here and being back here. I don't do much. So I feel like that kind of helps in a way because I feel like I wouldn't have been doing that much in New York either. So like if I'm not paying rent, I might as well like, or if I'm not doing much, I might as well not pay rent, you know? So I'm very happy that my parents have taken me in. Yeah, I actually really like it. And I mean, I love Charlotte. Like I have always said that I think Charlotte is an amazing city. Mm -hmm. I think that there are so many like cool places here that I like you know, it's growing quickly. So I always see myself back in Charlotte, like when I'm older, but I do miss New York, but I miss what New York was, you know, like I miss like the fun stuff that I used to do there. Not really what it is now. Like I I know it's still like when I was there, I had a blast. Like it was still fun. I was doing everything outside. I was going on walks. I was enjoying, you know, going still like getting takeout and like going to my favorite coffee shops and all of that was fine. But now that it's cold out, I'm not going to be doing that. So I'm like, I don't really miss it right now, but I know that I'll miss it once it gets warm again. Yeah. 
I don't know the like I'm just thinking about like all the stuff like did you see the picture of the Rockefeller tree yes <laughs> it's so busted no I didn't I it's didn't. literally like once it looks like a Charlie Brown tree like it's all like decrepit on like one side oh my god and everyone's just like yeah that's like literally 2020 in a tree like it's it's just so busted and then so I was just thinking about that and like how that's not a thing and then I'm also like flashing forward to like New Year's Eve and thinking about like what that's gonna look like with yeah. the ball dropping i'm like oh i can't even think about that it be like the first time in like history that like there hasn't been like a crowd are in they times square are like, they gonna, like do it over zoom yeah <laughs> <laughs> like ryan seacrest coming <laughs> at you live, at you live from zoom like they're I, gonna do the same probably as like the country music awards and the american oh, music yeah. awards or whatever where it's just virtual everything but i don't know if they're actually gonna have the ball drop then it's yeah. just weird though like I don't know it's yeah. yeah I get what you're saying though about like I understand like why people left New York or like yeah. expensive cities just because it's like what's the point of staying there if like the stuff that you normally do like you just can't anymore yeah and like, you can't even like in- network you know you can't oh, yeah. yeah yeah like, like you can even yeah, yeah I mean like we like we live in New Haven and like I mean obviously like we live mm-hmm. together and like we're the only people we see but like we have a um like we have like a what's it called no, Worcester Square downtown. Oh, What's just like a green. Oh yeah, like a green, like, yeah, like a it's city like, green. Yeah, it's like a city green, and we have like a tree kind of similar to like the Rockefeller tree, where it's just really big. And they set it up, and it fell over. And they like interviewed <laughs> a bunch of people, and someone was like, "I think it's just a sign." Yeah. <laughs> so that are like the New Haven tree falling over, and then the Rockefeller one. I'm like, y'all, we just need to stop. <laughs> like, this is so funny. Stop. I saw something. It was like. When you, I, it was something like when you want to put a Christmas tree up, but you don't want anyone to come see it or something like that. It's like the tree, like literally, like no one, I don't, are they going to like block off that street so that people, that crowds don't come? Because well, like, I, I mean, people are going to go if it's oh, up. Yeah. I mean, pe- no. like people are nuts. They're still out here maskless and stuff. They'll probably go. Yeah. They'll hundred percent go. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but yeah, I mean, I, I love New York. Like New York will always be my favorite city, my favorite place in the entire world. Um, but I just, it makes me sad at like how just the world is, you know, not even just New York, but just like, the world is just so sad right now. So yeah, right. at least you're um, in Charlotte though, like I've been there once and I loved it. It's so pretty and it's like a little warmer there. It's not mm-hmm. as cold. Like right, right. Here, like right now it's like cold AF here. So oh my God. it's yeah. just like, I don't know. Yeah. I like Charlotte a lot. I think it's it's a really nice city and I'm very, yeah, thankful to be here. I've never been. It's so, well, we used to stop like my family and like, and like another family of like friend of like a group of people would just go to the Outer Banks like every year and we would stop in like Charlotte and I just, it's, it was so fun. It's such a pretty city. Okay. So back, like before I kind of talked about how I love like your finance YouTube videos and stuff and like, what advice do you have for like finances and just like money, especially now, like when you were talking about like how the pandemic has made everything so fickle? The biggest thing is just saving a lot. Like I feel like now save whatever you can and like, don't spend everything you're making. Like, I feel like if you are making a hundred thousand dollars a year, let's say, which is a very, very good salary. That's a Mm -hmm. lot of money. Don't live as if you're making a hundred thousand. Live as if you're making seventy thousand. You know, like it's one of those things where it's like you don't need to spend everything that you make. Like you can put aside thousands of dollars every month into savings, and that's like a good thing. You know, so I think that that's 
something that I just recommend like anyone can do. Obviously not everyone can put thousands of dollars, but everyone can put something in your savings. And so just like saving for your future, which I know isn't glamorous, but it's something that you definitely need to do. Like don't buy that bag. Don't buy the, you know, don't, you don't need that like subscription service or you don't need that that new outfit. You know, it's like, especially now, like where are you going? Nowhere. So like, it's one of those things where, just save as much as you can because you never know when something like this is going to happen again. And also it's just nice to like prepare for your future. I feel like, I feel like your future self will thank you. Yeah. And I was, I was like, I've had this conversation with Aaron before, but I was like, yeah, like I'm not like buying makeup and like all this stuff that like I used to buy, but I am buying loungewear. So mm-hmm. if you're going to invest in something, it should be loungewear because your ass is going to be sitting home. <laughs> For a couple months. So, I That's mean. so true. Please be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Blankets and loungewear. Yep. That's yep. the vibe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I haven't really bought many clothes, really. It's just been, like, workout sets. I've been, yeah. like, I bought a few workout sets and, like, some sweatpants. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even that. Just, like, comfy stuff or, like, yeah. stuff that, like, you'll work out in. Like, I feel like that's perfect. Mm-hmm. You don't need to, like, go out and buy, like, bougie stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I also think that like all the views on your videos about like your revenue streams and your diversifying your in- like diversifying your income videos are like me just like rewatching it over and over. So like, why do you think that diversifying your income is so important? I think it is just because if anything, this pandemic taught us how important it is. Because I always would say like people would always say like, oh, having like a normal nine to five job is stable, and what you're doing doing YouTube is not stable. And it's like, well, now the it's like the opposite. Like you, like people can get laid off now and you literally have nothing else. Like for diversifying your income, if one thing gets cut off, at least you have something else coming in because you never want to just be completely cut off and like dry, you know, like that can happen with anyone. I can have a, you know, my podcast could get shut down or like my YouTube could get shut down, but I'm hopeful that I have other things that can kind of keep me afloat. So having just other streams, I think is helpful just because you don't want like all your eggs in one basket, like that expression, like with your job and with your money too. What are your biggest goals for the next year? A hard um, I know I have it's no hard idea. hard to see like I'm what like, that oh even God. is. But. I'm like, you even see next week? But <laughs> I know. I Tomorrow? Think- <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I think I just really just want to continue to grow my business. That's the only thing I could probably say because I have no idea. Like everyone's asking me, like, are you going to move back to New York? Are you going to move back? Are you going to stay in Charlotte? Are you going to do this? I'm like, I honestly cannot tell you. It totally depends on the way the world like is. Like as of now, I'm going to stay in North Carolina until it gets better. So I have no idea when that will be. But yeah, I, I don't really have any like this is the first year I don't have ma- major goals. Mm-hmm. So I guess the biggest one would just be continuing to grow everything I'm working on, which is basic, but yeah. <laughs> that and surviving. Yeah. <laughs> surviving. Yeah. True. Surviving and thriving. I mean, yeah. no, but you'll be fine. Like New York is always going to be there. And like, pra- like right now they're basically giving away apartments for free. Like they're like, oh yeah, like three months free rent, like on signing and like all this stuff. I'm like, there's an apartment I was looking at, which yeah. is a beautiful building uh-huh. and it's gorgeous, super luxury, four months free. I'm like, that is, that's what? so much of the year, four months. I mean, it's still, it's still expensive though. You know, it's still yeah. like $3,000 yeah, for one bedroom. Save? Like that's yeah. crazy. But yeah, yeah we were looking at apartments as like a joke and I was like, do we do it? Yeah. <laughs> it's three months free. Like, they're no, just, I know. Months. You'll never find this deal again, but then also like 
you won't leave your apartment. Yeah, I know. It's still, that's the thing. Like people, a lot of people are like, why don't you move back? Because rent is so much cheaper. And I'm like, yes, but right now I'm literally paying $0 a month in rent versus even if it's cheaper, I still probably would be paying close to 3000 or if not $3,000 a month in rent for what I'm looking for. So like $3,000 a month is still a lot, even if it's like a good deal, you know, like yeah, deal for New York City. So it's just one of those things where it's like zero dollars or three thousand. Like, yeah. like the whole point of New York is like how convenient everything is and like all the things you can do. But if you can't do those things, then like why are you there? And then also like the people, like you're not really going to be seeing like a ton mm-hmm. of friends and stuff. So it's like really you're just like paying three thousand dollars to live alone in your apartment and yeah. never leave. Right. So. And I would live alone if I was there. So yeah. I'm like, this would be the loneliest, most so depressing year. I'm not. Yeah. I'm like, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. I'll I mean, like, I think we made the right decision. Like I took a semester off college, like when I was in school and like I lived home with my parents and like, I like worked as a waitress during that semester and like literally didn't have to pay any rent, anything and just saved up like so much money. And like, I'm so thankful now, like mm-hmm. looking back, like now that I have my own apartment and stuff. So I think you made the right decision. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with my decision. I definitely was a hard decision, especially because mm-hmm. when I did move, I didn't realize how long this would last. You know, I knew mm-hmm. it'd last a while, but it was still like, is this going to go into the new year? Is this going to last in the winter? So now that it's kind of solidified that like we have no clue, it's mm-hmm. yeah. probably a long time. I'm like, I'm just going to take my time here. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, everyone thought it was going to be like two weeks or like a month, and it's literally been a year. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I know. I remember when we first got in lockdown, it's like, it's only two weeks, guys. That's it. And we're like, okay. Except through two weeks. Counting down the days. And now I'm like, well, (laughs) we're stuck. It's November. Now I'm like, lockdown part two. Like, woo, let's go. (laughs) I know. I know. It's so sad. (laughs) But I guess the last question is like, what's the biggest takeaway that you want to leave the audience with? Another um, question. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we talked about so much. This podcast literally encompassed like every single thing that I could have ever like talked about. So yeah, just the Natalie Barbu world tour. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the biggest thing I would say is one of the things that has like just resonated a lot with me is just like keep going when things are slow. Like I know I've said that a lot during this, but I feel like no matter what, whether it's your career, whether it's even like you're going through a hard time in life, like you just have to honestly just keep pushing through and keep going because if you continue to make, like I'm reading this book right now called Atomic Habits, which it's mm-hmm. really good, but like those little habits that you make, as long as you're on the right trajectory and as long as you're getting better every single day, even slightly, even if it's one little thing, like even if one morning you're not checking your phone or one morning you clean your room or something like that, like just as long as the trajectory you're going is right, even if it's tiny, tiny, tiny improvements, just like keep going. And at the end, it will get better. Like you will be successful. You will be happier. You will be out of the funk that you're in, you know? So I think that um, that's like just the biggest thing. I feel like that's resonated with me this year, especially. I literally needed to hear that. So no, that's, that just applies to everything. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm glad it resonated with you. (laughs) But thank you so much for coming on again. Yeah, yeah of course. I see that it's recording, so I, I it's, it's going. The that nobody asked for. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Natalie. Like we said, you can check out her socials. We'll link it in the Instagram promo for this episode. And yeah. Just really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And we'll see you on Monday. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it.